Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Friday, February 16th. Friday mornings, we catch up with things going on in the world of telecommunications. The telephone man, Tim Westrate from AT&T, is on the other side of our Zoom connection this morning. Tim, good morning, and hopefully you are well and everything is A-OK. Good morning, Gary. It's good to be with you. I am well. Had a little bout with... Uh influenza not too long ago but i'm back up and running and feeling good happy yeah. friday to you listeners thank you very much for being with us we're glad you are hail hearty and ready to answer any questions our listeners may have at 616-395-1450 616-395-1450 latest developments in my own personal dealings with at&t for some reason a couple of weeks ago i came home and the internet was down now, it's, it wasn't a case of I walk in the door and all of a sudden it went kablooey. But the timing was was that way. And we just couldn't figure out what the problem was. We called to get a rep, uh, a service person there. He came in, couldn't find it, says, got to send somebody else out. So somebody else came out the next day, next morning, actually. Went outside to the box, noticed, what's this? Something was plugged in the wrong spot. That's why we didn't have internet. <laughs> oh, no. One of those, you know, it, those boxes, folks, don't play with them. Those, those, those are important things for not only AT&T uh, uh, services uh, with uh, fiber optics and the internet, you know, landlines and stuff like that. So don't play with them. I don't know if anybody <laughs> played with them, but it was like the thing was not plugged in the right spot. So, yeesh. <laughs> But hey, they took care of it, so everything's a okay. You're, I was you're back up and running. Yeah, we're we're okay. I was going to say, listen, yeah. I'll talk to. Uh, I I have connections. I have pull. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't play that card. I'll save that trump card for a little bit later on. But uh, it, always happy to help. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Um, and again, this will be my way of saying, yes, I am an AT&T customer with my internet and with my, uh, uh, with my cell phone service. Um, so if I have questions, I know who to get a hold of. If you That's got right. questions, this is the time to get a hold of Tim Westrate at 616-395-1450. And at the end of our little get together, we'll give you Tim's uh, 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 cell number and you can get a hold of them. We'd be happy to chat with you uh, post our program and maybe be able to cut through some of the red tape and problems. After all, this is a man that knows how to get things done. We've seen that. So uh, enough of, enough buttering up with the guests. Uh, let's get to the <laughs> let's get to some of the topics. One is a news topic, Tim, and I do want to bring this up with you. It's in California, but I'd like to sort of draw this. To here. Here's what the wire service copy had earlier this month. Now, in California, AT&T is required to provide landline service as the state's carrier of last resort. But the company wants to end that and sent an application to state regulators. If approved, 
No one would have to offer a basic plan in a specified area, though it is possible another carrier could volunteer to do so. Customers can give feedback when public forums start later this month. Tim, talking about landlines and landlines in Michigan. First of all, does Michigan have a similar situation to California in that AT&T is the carrier of last resort? We do. Uh, we do have that in Michigan. Um, I will tell you that, you know, in California specifically, but but in other states, we are looking to um, step away from that because um, not because we don't want to provide service, but it's you know, that's just an older technology that's being replaced by uh, newer, better working technologies. Um, there are lots of providers out there as well. And so with the, you know, not just the onset of cell phones, but the, the amazing coverage we have with cell phones now, um, that old copper landline is just not utilized as much, but they are very, very expensive networks to maintain. And so in many cases, we have copper cables out there that we are maintaining, taking care of. And we might only have one or two customers, in some cases, zero customers working on that cable so we're looking to navigate away from that and and kind of be take a more modern approach to how we do business knowing that cell phones are very capable and available now please clarify this for me tim uh if copper goes away could fiber optic lines be basically the replacement in that regard or is, am, I, am i talking a little bit different in that regard no, absolutely. Copper is the uh, is the yesterday's technology. Fiber is today's technology. Fiber is absolutely able to replace uh, copper. Um, not saying that we'll we'll one hundred percent across the board put fiber instead of copper. There are some places where it's just um, financially not feasible to run that that uh, fiber network. And uh, wireless coverage will be uh, the coverage that will prevail. Okay. I just didn't know whether or not we're going to see landlines go completely away because I think to a certain extent, a corporate situation where you have uh, maybe a number of lines or a number of ways mm -hmm. that people need to you know make a call in, uh, that's right. still, frankly, a feasible way of handling it. Whereas, Correct. you know, some, you know, individually uh, in a residential situation, not so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, businesses still rely on landlines. Um, in some cases, they're they're served with fiber broadband, and they'll use um, that that bandwidth that produces um, voice over internet protocol dial tone. And gives them, you know, multiple phone numbers to call in and out of. Um, gives them all kinds of other vertical features like voicemail, uh, call waiting, those types of things on it. Um, certainly, that stuff is available to residential customers to some extent. But we just see again with the onset and, and really um, full force uh, uh, deployment of cellular phones. People just are not buying those landlines anymore. They're relying on their cell phones. So we have very, very few landline customers these days. All right.
If you've got a question for Tim Westray, he's the telephone man, 616-395-1450, We've talked about FirstNet before, uh, we being uh, a, a, a radio station participate with the, uh, you know, as part of the FirstNet program in terms of uh, uh, when we provide our broadcasts in a remote situation, uh, we go through AT&T and FirstNet and are very pleased with that. There is an agreement, an investment that I want to touch with you on in a few moments, Tim, but I do have a caller and I do want to get to that right now. Good morning. Right. You're on the line with the telephone man, Tim Westrate. Yeah, I I just got the tail end of what he was saying. Um, did you say they are going to get rid of the landlines? Um, landlines are are more kind of phasing out on their own with folks that are you know switching to cell phone services. They're they're choosing not to have a landline in the home and a cell phone. Um, you know, most folks, uh, each individual has their own cell phone. I will tell you, my mom and dad are good examples. Um, they had uh, they had a landline up at their their cabin up north for many 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 years, <clears throat> and after about ten years, my dad had the epiphany that we never use this landline anymore. Why am I paying for a landline when I have cell phone coverage? Every time I come up here, I have a cell phone. My wife has a cell phone, and so he finally turned that that off. And my dad's a Bell retiree, so he, you know he was hanging on, didn't really want to get rid of it, but he just found that it was financially um, compelling to, to go ahead and get rid of that. So no one's looking to, to turn those services off on anyone right now. It's just the market is driving away from landline service and, and really going more towards, uh, towards cell phones. Okay. Well, I love my landline. I have a little flip phone. My husband and I were retired. We're not taxi. My husband doesn't even text and sure. we love, we love our landline, and I have one that we have to buy minutes, you know. So right. on the cell on the cell phone, and I just I'm not techie. We're not techie at all, and at my at our age, we don't want to learn how mm-hmm. either because we forget, you know. So yeah. I do love my landline. So well, we love I that you. Hope, we love. I hope you. You know, don't I don't care Absolutely. what we have to pay. I mean, we can afford it. Mm. So. We love that you love your landline, and we want to keep providing it. Yeah, and I have another question because <clears throat> I have <clears throat> AT and T uh, Wi Fi too. Okay. I, how many? You know, the cities. Um, well, Gary knows about that coming in with Wi Fi that they're going to put in. Mm-hmm. How many? I don't know how many. What is it? Gigabytes or whatever my Wi Fi is? How do you know what? It, I, I'm just trying to compare the prices. Gotcha. Are you so? Are you referring to the? When you talk the the gigabits, are you talking the speed? Or are you talking about <clears throat> how much capacity you get to use on a monthly basis? Because most of AT and T's agreements uh, give you unlimited uh, data on, on your on your uh, uh, internet plan. Well, um, I, and, yeah, and not, we I don't we don't use I don't do any bank, I don't do anything. I just use it to look up stuff and emails. But sure. Um, yeah. I just wondered what, I don't know, I, I have no idea what a gigabyte, I don't know any of that, but I just wonder, sure. is that the speed? Does that mean the speed of it? It can be the speed, yeah. A lot of times people talk in in, 
in terms of speed, they, you know, usually they start off in megabits, like a hundred megabits or 25 megabits. Um, and then, then you go up to a thousand megabits, which is one gig. One gig is 1000 megabits. Um, <clears throat> most providers are not quite there yet, but, um, now, well, if, I don't you know, if 18... that, cause I don't use it that much, but <laughs> I, I just sure. wanted to know, how can I determine what mine is? Is that on my bill or? It should Yes, ma'am. It should be on your bill. It should tell you uh, what what plan you're paying for. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you for the call. 616-395-1450. 616-395-1450. Yes, you too can be a gagillionaire, but <laughs> I don't need <laughs> to do any commercials for AT&T right now. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, 10-year investment with AT&T and FirstNet Authority, Tim. Yeah, we're Gary. We're really excited about that. Um, you know, the, the first responder communications uh, network is extremely important, and and staying at the for forefront of innovation with five G upgrades, coverage enhancements, and mission mission critical services is what we're talking about here. So, um, the first responder network authority uh, is launching the next phase of FirstNet through a series of strategic investments totaling more than eight billion dollars over ten years. And uh, Tuesday, you know, we made the announcement, FirstNet, I should say, made the announcement that its network partner, or us, AT&T, uh, joined to unveil the latest network investment of $6.3 billion, delivering full 5G capabilities on FirstNet, expanded mission-critical services, and enhanced coverage. The FirstNet Authority anticipates an additional $2 billion in ongoing investments dedicated to coverage enhancements, which is currently under discussion by the parties. So they'll, you know, they'll we'll talk and we'll figure out what what comes next and what needs to be done. But for now, this includes a thousand new sites within the next two years, uh, delivering band 14 coverage enhancements across the nation. And when we talk about band 14, <clears throat> think of band 14 as the public safety's VIP express lane, highway lane that's capable of locking out all other traffic during an emergency so that only first responders are using it. That's the, that's the benefit of FirstNet, how you get that priority and pre preemption for our first responders, making sure that the network is clear as they need it for an emergency. Uh, so starting in March, FirstNet will be the first and only wireless network to provide America's first responders with always on priority and preemption across 5G, expanding to include all AT&T 5G commercial spectrum. Um, we're gonna we're gonna deploy some new standalone FirstNet 5G network core assets built on the latest industry standards, and uh, the FirstNet Authority and AT&T will continue to work with public safety officials and government stakeholders to grow and enhance the network. Now, Gary, I don't know if you knew this, but we have more than 5.5 million connections on FirstNet, and uh, that are first responder, first responder qualified. Uh, connections, 5.5 million connections with about 27,500 public safety agencies and organizations on FirstNet. Um, you know, you think about the first uh, first responder community, it's a small community. It's not as big as you might think. So to have 5.5 million connections and 27,500 public safety agencies and organizations on it, um, we're really proud of that. Uh, by the way, yeah, again, we're part of it in terms of Midwest Communications uh, here in Holland uh, in FirstNet as well. 
And I, I know it might be a little bit early to, to bring this up, but I do need to bring this up. The need for this network, Tim, when we had a situation such as Wednesday in Kansas City, where no. so many people yes. in one small area and you need to get the first responders in an, in an emergency like that. And, and unfortunately, Gary, that is a, a horrible, great example. Um, it's, it's sad that that happened, and certainly our hearts and thoughts uh, go out to those that have effect, been affected by this tragedy. But absolutely, to have that first responder network, and, and that's the type of incident that we're talking about, you can imagine in that event where, you know, there are a million people at this event, uh, estimates of, of a million people, maybe more. Everyone's jumping on their cell phone to make phone calls to check on their loved ones that are there. Or, um, you know, calling, calling out, or calling calling out, out to tell them, and, hey, I'm fine, I'm fine. Exactly. So those those mobile networks can become overwhelmed very quickly because of an event like that. But in FirstNet, as those first responders are coming into that that critical moment, that critical event when everyone's trying to use their phone, those first responders, if they're on AT&T FirstNet, they have priority and preemption so that their calls do get through so those SWAT teams can coordinate, so that incident commander can coordinate with his ground teams and make sure that um, folks are safe and they can uh, eliminate the threat. Yeah, it's a worst-case scenario, but I hate to say it, it's a scenario that those who plan major events such as this, even on a short notice such as, you know, hey, we didn't know that they were going to have a big, thing until after KC won in uh, overtime on Sunday night and you have to plan this for Wednesday. Yeah, they right. they had an idea that they could possibly do in it. So, but still put everything together and then be ready for an emergency such as what happened on Wednesday and this is where yeah, AT&T and FirstNet really uh, uh come to bat here and uh kudos in that situation to all involved. Tim, let me give Folks, your official title, you are involved with external and legislative affairs, state legislative and regulatory affairs. Uh, basically, basically, you're the AT&T point man uh, in Lansing dealing with state lawmakers. What, if anything, is in the pipeline right now legislatively that involves AT&T and telecommunications in general that we might need to look at in 2024? Yeah, so right now in Lansing, uh, BEAD is kind of the talk of the town with the My High office. And uh, as we look to expand broadband networks throughout Michigan to unserved and underserved areas. Um, so that's what a lot of folks are talking about right now, making sure that uh, the goal for the My High office, they want every Michigander to have high speed internet available to them. So um, that is a lofty goal, but we're hoping that it's obtainable. Um, so there's multiple providers that will be engaged in, in bidding on opportunities across Michigan. Um, it's really a, a problem that won't be solved by one provider. It's going to take all of us uh, doing the heavy lifting. So not just AT&T, but Comcast and Charter, um, smaller providers um, as well, uh, 123Net. Uh, companies like Midwest Energy, they've all uh, been building fiber networks, uh, broadband networks across Michigan. And so folks will be looking to 
uh, bid on on those packages and uh, do public private partnerships to expand broadband across Michigan. And again, with the goal of making sure that everyone, every Michigander has availability for high speed Internet. I equate this and I've mentioned this. I think I mentioned it with you and I know I've mentioned it on the air before what we're going through in terms of getting broadband across the state throughout the state is nothing to me. It's nothing different than say a hundred so years ago when we were, you know, laying down electric lines and yeah. laying down phone lines That's across right. the state. So, you know, we've, we've gone, we've done this before. Why can't we do it again? That's right. Um, I, I think you're exactly right, Gary. I think of the rural electrification um, legislation that, you know, directed uh, that every American would have electric service available. And in, in our day today, it's hard to imagine uh, a time when someone did not have electricity. We just take it for granted. And, that, and broadband will be the same way. It's, it is something that it's not just um, needed, it's expected. And we do as a country, as a society, we need to improve on that. We need to do better. We need to push more broadband everywhere across the country, not just Michigan, but every every citizen should have broadband available to them. Let's get to the phones. Good morning. You're on the line with Tim Westrate of AT&T. Hey, Tim. Being an old uh, Michigan Bell employee really breaks my heart to see all the pedestals with the covers off, damaged, and nothing is being done. You know, back in the day, we see a cover off. We're on our truck. We jump out, put the cover on. If they're damaged, we write out a ticket, and they'd replace them. And I, I know there's not enough help around, but gosh, you know, some of them, the splice cases, you got all kinds of wire. Now, I know the wires have what they call icky pick on, so they are still protected, but gosh, I just hate to see that. So that's just a comment I thought I'd mention. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, I'd love to address that. First of all, um, thank you, caller, for your service to Michigan Bell and, um, uh, you know, being a part of building the network that's out there. I, I do share your concerns about those pedestals. We've talked about this a few times on on uh, the program. Um, if there's a location that you're seeing that is not being addressed, by all means, uh, I welcome you to share that with me. I'm happy to get that over to our department. We have uh, so fewer employees today than we did back then with with autumn just the the way we've automated our outside plant and our, our services um things are more reliable today um so we have fewer employees we just don't need as many employees out in the field as we used to so we have fewer people out there driving around um to, to his point uh, our technicians if they see something like that they'll pull over and close it up um, if they're driving past that and see that, but we just don't have as many eyes and hands out in the field as we used to. So we welcome those calls. I'm happy to, to send that to our department, um, to our repair department, to have someone stop by and close up those pedestals and, and take care of that. Let me pass on the information. If you do see one of those situations out there, or if you have any other questions, not only about your phone service, if you're an AT&T customer or uh, telecommunications in general and you know you don't want to have to drive up on the north side where the at&t store is but it's, it's easy to get to uh but question the, the phone number to get a hold of tim 
The uh, mobile number is 269-290-2420. 269-290-2420. And uh, online, learn more about what AT&T can do. AT&T.com. That's AT&T.com. As always, Tim, thank you very much for your time. Passing on some information. Look forward to chatting with you again in the month of March. Thank you, sir. Likewise. Be with you. Thank you very much, Tim Westrate on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.